Welcome, welcome to Partially Plastic. I'm here with one of the leading experts in the permanent makeup field. This is Elsa. Elsa, can you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Elsa Trasiani. I own Flawless Permanent Cosmetics and Spa in the Staten Island Borough of New York City and Flawless Permanent Makeup by Elsa in Chicago and Teach Me PMU for Permanent Makeup Training. And I'm a scar specialist. How'd you first come become interested in scar camouflage? Well, it's a personal story. Um, I was attacked by a dog when I was 12. I had 30 stitches in my face at one point. Like this was out. They had to put it back in. And I never looked like me again, even after two reconstructive surgeries with qualified plastic surgeons. I looked way better, but I didn't look like me. And then I discovered permanent makeup and it looked like me again. They realigned my lip, they hid the stitch line scarring, and now I do all my own stuff. But like I felt so much better about myself and I just felt like me again. So I dropped out of school, I quit doing hair, I quit everything I was doing, and I went to permanent makeup school and I opened my business and the rest has been history. I've been in business almost 10 years now. Can you walk us through the process of the scar camouflage? How does it work? So there's a few different modalities I use depending on the type of scar I'm working on. If it's just texture, I do needling techniques to help smooth out that scar, flatten that scar tissue a little bit, and diminish that appearance of the scar. Um, if it's an atrophic scar, for instance, I'm going to do some needling techniques on it. Hypertrophic, I'm going to refer it to a dermoplastic to get a kenalog or cortisone injection. But if it's just a flat white scar, um, I tattoo it. I actually tattoo it. I do use very diluted flesh tone pigments and I go in doing shading techniques and I blend that scar back in with the healthy tissue and it takes about a month to heal and then it should blend nicely into the rest of the skin. I mean, it's not scar removal. The scar will always still be somewhat visible. Um, results vary. Everyone's different. But um, you know, I've gotten some really beautiful results and I'm not wearing any lipstick right now on purpose just to show you guys like my lip. Like this is the side. I don't have lip. Like this is all reconstructed with tattoo. That's awesome. I would have never known that you had any kind of accident if you didn't tell me that. Exactly. That's the point. And that's what I try to achieve for all my clients. What types of scars are best suited for the scar camouflage? Just a flat, hypopigmented scar. So a very non-textured white scar that's at least 9 to 12 months old is a good candidate for the tattooing. If it's raised or atrophic, meaning indented or very textured, we're going to want to address that texture first before addressing the color. How does the catalog work with the plastic surgeon when you said you refer them back? What was the question? How does the um, injection of the catalog is that how you say it the catalog yeah it's a steroid so it's a it's a steroid that flattens scar tissue so if you have a hypertrophic scar or which is like a raised scar that's a really good option to help flatten that scar out keloids i don't touch i can't touch um even doctors are hesitant to touch them because if they, if they get messed with and traumatized they can grow even bigger or come back and grow bigger um so the catalog they do on keloids too, I believe, but it's mainly for hypertrophic scars. How do you approach a client's consultation? What kind of questions do you have for them? The origin of the scar, 
the age of the scar, what their expectations are. Um, I check what meds they're taking, what allergies they have. I talk about what type of skin they have. I try to place them on the Fitzpatrick scale to see how well they their skin protects them against the sun, things like that. Um, and I just touch the skin and analyze it um, and figure out what the best course of action is because every case is unique. Some people need a little bit of color, some people need texture, some people are both and need a little bit of both. Um, but yeah, I just take it case by case and it's it's a free consultation. I offer for New York and Chicago, and I do one pro bono scar every month to someone who normally couldn't afford my services. That is so awesome. What's the Fitzpatrick scale that you were just saying? So it's the scale uh, that they come up with to place people on like how well their skin protects them from the sun. So like if you're a Fitzpatrick one, you have very little melanin in your skin, so you probably sunburn really easily versus if you're a Fitzpatrick four or five, um you've got more melanin in your skin you probably have an ethnic background and you are more protected from the sun which leads to less wrinkles but higher risk of hyperpigmentation so really i use the fitzpatrick scale to determine how much of a risk of hyperpigmentation this client's at after you've done the scar camouflage um are clients recommended to stay out of the sun yeah definitely um, sun can cause hyperpigmentation. It also can make a scar grow or change color. So in general, you want to keep your scars out of the sun or SPF 30 or higher. If you're at all in the sun, like if it's on your face, like me, I can't hide it with clothing, um, SPF 30 or higher all the time. Um, but definitely that first month it's critical. You keep it out of the sun, at least that first month. But what it will do is it will fade my pigment if you heal. And then you just keep getting sun exposure on it. It will fade the ink quicker. Um, or it can cause some other adverse effects to the scar down the road. Are there any creams or things that you recommend for people to get prepared to have a permanent makeup procedure with you? Yeah, so silicone strips are great for scars, especially newer scars, keeping it out of the sun, keeping it well moisturized with a hyaluronic acid or like a sensitive skin moisturizer. We want to keep chemical, a lot of chemicals and fragrance off of it. Consult your doctor if they think retinol would be beneficial because that boosts cellular turnover um, and also pulls out any discoloration like hyperpigmentation. I'll just pull that out. So see if, with your doctor if they think that's appropriate. Procell, P-R-O-S-I-L, because I always get confused with Procell. They're two different companies. Um, Procell, you can find it on Amazon. It's like $27. It's a silicone chapstick. Um, it looks like a chapstick, but it, you, it's silicone and you put it on and you rub it in really good and it helps the scar. That's why plastic surgeon turned me on to and it's helped my scar a lot. So those are uh, what I recommend. Prior. And even though, even though that's a chapstick that could be used anywhere? It looks like a chapstick. It can be used anywhere. I misspoke. It looks like a chapstick. Also vitamin E oil or grapeseed oil is great for healing skin, moisturizing skin and healing scar tissue. What are some of the challenges that you face as an artist? Well, every case is a challenge because they're all unique. Um, that's probably the hardest part of my job is no, I can do the same thing on 10 people and get 10 different results. So I always have to be tweaking my methods um, based on what I'm dealing with and how they heal. Because um, it is a bit of a process, scar camouflage or scar needling revision work. It's not, it's rarely a one and done. Um, so we see each other a couple times at least. Um, 
But yeah, just managing expectations, letting them know this is not scar removal. This is a scar revision. It's to minimize the appearance of the scar, but I can't guarantee you'll never see a trace of it. Um, and if someone can promise you that, they're full of it because it's impossible. Um, I wish I could. But managing expectations or having people come from other artists who've been botched. I do a lot of corrections. Um, someone who didn't know how to dilute their pigment or didn't know their color theory or their depth and they went too deep and or used the wrong color and opacity and oversaturated that tattoo. And I've got now a, an opaque line versus a white line. So I have to do removal and it's a whole process. So corrections are hard too. How hard is the removal process? Um, You can't, because there's titanium dioxide found in flesh tone pigments that will turn black or gray under a laser. So tattoo laser removal is out but they can do saline, which I do. It's a, it's like nine different sea salt, citrus, orange and lemon citrus mixed together. Um, it's a pretty natural concoction. It's made by LI Pigments right in New Jersey. Uh, it's called Lift is the product I use. I'm actually a trainer too for them. Um, and I tattoo that saline product into the skin and it breaks up the encapsulated pigment and pulls it to the surface. And then with the scab, it kind of adheres to the scab. And every day for eight weeks or so, it gets lighter and lighter and lighter. And then they come back in eight weeks for another session. How many sessions does it usually take with that? Everyone's different, but roughly about 30% comes out each session. So it just depends if I need to fade them and then color correct them or if I need complete removal, if that's the goal. Um, you know, it just depends on the case. What are the um, most common misconceptions about scar covering with permanent makeup? That it's a one and done, that it's not a process, that you can just come in, get your stuff tattooed and be done with it. Unfortunately, it's a little bit of a process and it, that's for your benefit because less is more because our biggest fear is turning that line into two of an opaque line. So now it looks like doll skin or fake skin there or turn that line into darker line compared to the rest of the skin, which can happen easily if you don't know your color theory or even if you do know your color theory and you didn't do a patch test and you guessed on your formula it can happen um so yeah how do you stay up to date with the latest trends and techniques uh i do trainings all the time i train people how to do this internationally but i'm also humble enough to know that i always can learn something so i take at least two or three classes a year with top artists or and or go to uh, conferences where it's the basis of the conference is continued education, where I see multiple speakers or um, presentations and such to, to, to continue my education. I'm also part of the SVCP, which is Society of Permanent Cosmetic Professionals. It's a nonprofit organization. And um, I'm the head of the Young Professionals Committee for them. And their goal is ethics and continued education, just some of their goals, they have many goals, but they're big in continued education as well. So being affiliated with them and getting my CPCP, my Certified Permanent Cosmetic Professional accreditation with them, um, it's required I take continued ed every year to maintain that status. And what areas do you service? Chicago and New York City. Okay. Um is there specific times that you're in new york and um yeah so i'm in chicago the first two weeks of every month and then i'm in new york and the staten island borough the second two weeks of every month so if possible people should go travel to see her because i've seen her work and it's amazing um thank you 
if somebody is not able to travel to go see you, where do you, what do you recommend that they're looking for as far as credentials? See if they're associated with the SPCP. See if they're CPCP, which is Certified Permanent Cosmetic Professional, because that means they took an exam and passed with an 80% or higher to get that accreditation. It's an international accreditation. Um, just see their certificates, look at their reviews, look at their portfolio, you know, education, quality of work. I mean, just because they're educated doesn't mean they're good too, unfortunately. So check their portfolio, look for healed results, not just right after results and, you know, check their reviews out. That's major. You know, I have hundreds of reviews I've collected over the years and luckily 99.9% .9 of them are five stars. You know, you see that you're in good shape you see a lot of one or two stars that's a red flag you know so just um the sbcp also if you go to sbcp.org they have a referral program that will you, you put in where you live and it will recommend some top artists for you that are accredited and that's a free thing you can just check it out thank you so much are there any questions that you feel like i've missed uh no just uh, like who's a candidate would be someone without a keloid scar and someone that the scar is at least nine to 12 months old. And I like to work with doctors, you know, like if they just had plastic surgery nine months ago, I want clearance from their doctor um, before I touch and make sure it's all good, you know, so things like that. But no, you were really thorough. This was great. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. I will link your business in the um, pinned comments below. So if you want to go see Elsa, make sure you see the comments. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Partially Plastic. Nobody you are about to hear or have just heard is licensed to provide medical advice, nor has anyone examined you for your individual conditions. Please seek the advice of a medical professional of your choice for your treatment. The opinions expressed on this program are personal to the person expressing them and not necessarily the opinions of the host or any sponsor and are merely anecdotal stories of our individual experiences and not meant to be statements of fact.